we walked past Jaden and Nessa. Yes, we did. And I remember the moment, like we were like probably like a few feet away from them. And like, I just hear you and you're like, Alyssa, is that Jaden and Nessa? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of BFVGF. You're back with Christian. And your girl, Alyssa. And it's your girl, Alyssa. Hey, it's Alyssa on TikTok. You already know. It's been a long two weeks since we've sat down to talk with you guys. Alyssa, what have we been up to? A lot. A lot has happened. Essentially, it was we based, we were on vacation. It was a three-day vacation. It was, it was a three-day trip that turned into a five-day trip that turned into a 10-day trip. But we're back. And, and better we're, than ever. And we're better than ever. <laughs> And we're going to go through the deeds and we're going to talk to you guys about what we did. We went to Los Angeles for five days. And then that ended. Was it five days? It could have been a... I think it was like five days. Yeah. I feel like it was about five days. And then we'll get into it. I don't spoil too much. So basically, it was a, it was basically just a Los Angeles trip. We got back late last week. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? I don't know. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I'm completely wrong. My bad. So back for back in March, it was Alyssa's, uh, well, we're both born in March. I'm the third. She's the 23rd. You guys know. And for her 21st birthday, I was like, listen, I'm the one. I'm the only. Whoa. There ain't no other guy in the picture. I got to really wow because ain't nobody else going to impress like I do at the birthday parties. If you know, I'm a great gift giver. I mean, nobody else would know other than you because you're the only girlfriend I've ever gotten gifts. Yeah, I but, mean, you've the gifts that you've gotten me have been like, honestly, like the best gifts that I've ever gotten from like anyone. Gotcha, gotcha. I know that's like a strong claim, but like, honestly, like, especially like no, no guy has ever gotten me like the kind of gifts that you've gotten me. Like they're thoughtful. Like, yes, that it has the thoughtful element, but also like. You know, the monetary value as well has been a lot greater. Both elements have been greater. Well, your gifts have been pretty good as well over the years. Um, I think my gifts are more thoughtful than mo- like the monetary value. Yes. Because like I, I don't have a lot of money, but I try to work with what I have. I use my resources. Well, I don't have a lot of money either, but I still f- somehow find a way to make it work. But yeah, she'll make like Lavopoly. Oh, yeah. And I'll buy her AirPods. So you can see that we're already on even playing field here, folks. But so basically for her 21st birthday, we went out to Vincent's phenomenal restaurant. This was back. Was it on your birthday, the 23rd? I feel like it was. Yes. You had your little birthday queen sash. I did. And yeah, my mom got it for me. I kind of was hoping I would get a sash that said 21 on it, but... Birthday queen still works. I don't remember what it said. Did it say birthday queen? Was I right with I that? I think so. I really wanted a sash that said 21 so people knew. But I'm not going to be too picky. It is what it is. Gotcha. So I also went out with my friends, which was like bomb as fuck. Well, you didn't explain that in really great detail to me. I only got like a Snapchat. I only got a, what was it? It was um, 20, uh, uh, what was it? 21 and having fun. 21 and, and was, having was, fun Snapchat. I was yeah. sitting at a bar. <laughs> But so no, before we get in, then tell me what was what was the birthday well, hangout we out, like? We went out to dinner. It was me, my friend Cassie, and my other friend uh, Felisa, and 
Yeah, we went out to dinner at this like little place. I think it was called like the Dark Tavern or something in Massapequa Park. The food was really good. We got drinks and everything. And then we ended up like going around. We were, we were going to go to the tap room, but like all the bars were closing because mind you, back in March, everything had to close. I'm not sure if it was, I don't think it was at 11, but it was like pretty, or maybe, yeah, I think 11. Um, and I think we were a week away from dropping that mandate. So that was like, oh man. But, um, ultimately we still managed to like go out to some bars and stuff and our, we went to one other bar cause we got drinks at the dark cavern and then I got a drink at like Johnny McGorry's. I think the bartender was super nice. And yeah, I remember it was, it was a good night, even though it was kind of cut short. It probably would have been longer if it wasn't for COVID, but it was still fun. Yeah, so you just went to all the places up and down the strip here in Massapequa Park. Did you do any that weren't there? Like, did you go anywhere else? Oh, no, we didn't. Cause, okay. Because uh, this other place was like across the highway, whatever. So I didn't want to go across it, you know, because we, we, oh, weren't, the, we weren't using Ubers or anything. We not were just the highway. Walking. Sunrise Highway. Sunrise, yeah. I wasn't going to name drop, but I guess we name dropping. Uh, I guess we're name dropping streets now. B- big whoop, sorry. Don't want to okay. out you. It doesn't matter. But, okay, so that was really interesting. Uh, What drinks did you try? I tried one called, I'm surprised I haven't talked about this, by the way, on the podcast, because this was back in March. I'm surprised as well. We're doing a recap. Let's go. But we're doing a recap of my life. Um, We got, we all got drinks called a sugar cookie. It was bussin'. The bartender even came over and was like, how's the drinks? You want any others? And we're, I almost was like, on the house? No, they weren't, unfortunately. Um, But then we tried the Green Goddess. Which, I mean, I was all because all of us got the same drinks, so we could like do the boomerangs on Instagram for our Instagram stories. Um, because I remember, yeah, we were gonna get another round of sugar cookie, but the bartender was like, You guys should try something else. And we were like, Fine, whatever, we'll get the green goddess. And I mean, it was a bit, um, what's the word? It tasted like earthy. So I, oh, I thought you were going to say like poison because alcohol is poison. No, it tasted more earthy. So I definitely liked the sugar cookie more. And then when I went to Johnny McGory's, I can't remember what I got, but I think it was some kind of like margarita or something. And, and you, it was good. And you used to be a barista. And especially when you worked at, um, wh- what was it that you worked at in Belmore? What was the coffee house? Uh, the Belmore Bean. The Belmore Bean. You were also a little bit of a bartender there as well. Yeah, they had me like make drinks when they had like, they had like an acoustic night and they had something else like a comedy night or something and whenever you work the night shifts they expect you to like well you you're honestly somebody could order at any point you're expected to be able to like make drinks and they have like the recipes all over the wall so you just like look at the recipes to make the drinks and stuff um definitely was kind of intimidating because like you know like making alcoholic drinks I wasn't even 21 like I couldn't even drink them but apparently my white Russian was bussin', so. Yeah, but I'm curious, like, because you had used to work and make drinks, like, was there anything that you tried that you had previously made? Or were you just trying all no. new things? Well, I'll tell you, especially after this trip, I think you now are going to pick different drinks when you go out based off of some free tastings that you had here and there. Oh, yeah, when I, when we were in Ve- Vegas. Oops, yeah, when we were alert. in Vegas. But we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, when I was playing poker, she was going ham with the drinks. Sex on the Beach, a bunch of, a couple others. That one was There's a cranberry one. You were just like, eh, not my style. But you still drank the whole the thing anyway. Now. So we, her birthday, 21st, uh, at Vincent's. It was really awesome. Your whole family was there and whatnot. And I low-key, like, gave you... I think I had it in the bag. And there was, like, an envelope in it. Or it was in the yeah. card. 
And then it I was, was you know, it, I remember you gave me like, it was in a card. It was like the ticket information for our trip to LA. And I was shocked. And even though you didn't think anyone noticed, I'm pretty sure my entire family kind of noticed. I don't think anybody noticed, but your brother had to just absolutely come in there and be like, he was like, oh, are those tickets? I see to Los Angeles. He was looking from across the table. He was snooping. They were going to find out anyways. Yeah, I guess you would have told him eventually. But so then fast forward to the present, middle of May. I don't remember the dates here. I apologize. But I feel like when, do you know when we left? I think it was the 15th. Maybe it was the 15th. So boom, we hop on a plane. Your dad drove us to the airport. That was awesome. And we're in Los Angeles. And I think the, for you guys, the reason why I especially chose Los Angeles, because I've been there a couple of times. I love it. It's a real laid back lifestyle. I can't explain it. You know, if you're from like, everybody says the phrase like middle America or like a city that's not, you know, a coastal New England town. It's, it's, it's not as crazy as New York, but there's still insane traffic and whatnot. It's very it, different. Yeah. That's essentially what I'm getting at. Uh, and so it's. It's a mega city. I guess that's the best way you could describe it because it's like Manhattan. It's just like the island. And there's only, that's why real estate's so expensive, right? And that's also why you're only really going to see like huge skyscrapers in New York City, in Manhattan, because um, in other areas, they don't, like Manhattan is an island. So you have to stay within the island. I'm not sure if there's any other city that's quite like that. So that's why everyone says like that New York City is huge because all the buildings are so huge and it's crazy. But in LA, the buildings aren't like that. Yeah, in Manhattan, you can only build up, but LA County, if quick Google search, it is freaking huge. And it also incorporates Venice. We'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, I would say the only skyscrapers are like in the financial district downtown. Yes, I was going to say that. And you see it like in the skyline in the distance. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just like lights for like tens of miles over the horizon. You just, you know, you look and you're just like, that's still part of LA. Yeah, that's still part of LA. Because one of those mega cities where instead of going up, they just went out, you know, and they're completely on the coast and it's insane. But so I love Los Angeles, been there a couple times myself. Alyssa has never been to Los Angeles. She knows I want to move there. Yeah, at that point, she has since put a little asterisk, been to LA, fun fact. And so she, I definitely wanted to give her a taste for it. So I definitely ran her around for the initial three days we were supposed to be there. But then we eventually extended it to five before we left on our trip. So what we did was we spent one day in Los Angeles. And then we spent the rest of the nights, I feel like it was three or four, I can't remember, in Santa Monica. But once we got into L.A. Did you say um, in Los Angeles? I meant to say Hollywood, Hollywood. my bad. But yeah, no, so you get at the airport. All in Los Angeles. So you get to the airport, and I'm just trying to like basically run it back for you guys. And what was, I don't know, what was your initial impressions when we got off the plane? Like, the airport seemed, like, pretty, if, if I remember, LAX, it didn't seem as crazy as JFK, which I was surprised because I really thought LAX was a bigger airport. I know the original terminal I used to exit out of, like, when you would walk off the plane, uh, was definitely not the same. So that was new for myself. Well, maybe that's why it's not as crazy because of, maybe, I mean, I don't know, I would have to look this up, but, like... Maybe JFK is not as big, so like it looks crazy. I mean, JFK is huge, but like maybe LAX is bigger, so like me, that's why it's not crazy because it could spread everything out. I don't know, and also I I just feel like LA is a chiller city. Like people aren't running places versus like New York City where everything's fast paced. And I think I think like since we're New Yorkers, I mean I think that definitely made 
LA a different experience for us because everybody is like more chill and laid back versus like New York City and, and New York in general, where, or at least Long Island, where everything's kind of like fast paced and everyone even talks faster here versus it's, like LA. It's definitely a couple of things, Alyssa, but I'll tell you definitely what I picked up on right away. It's just that the weather has a serious effect on your mental health. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because we've been through brutal winters here. They haven't. You know, depending on your living situation or just the weather, you know, in general, it can really affect your mood. But you're at the airport, and what are you going to do? You're going to be miserable while it's hot? Come on, you have no choice but to, like, kind of be happy and go with the flow. But just on your point about how the airport was perhaps bigger, I felt like the terminals were really small, at LAX, like they were little tiny, like rectangle strips. And you were able just to go in between terminals to get a Starbucks, I remember, when we were leaving eventually from LAX to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. And you can't do that in JFK. Yeah, I was able to, I had to actually, I mean, I didn't tell you this, but I had to go like through, down a few hallways. I was using my, my map um, on my phone, like the GPS thing on like Google Maps to get around. And I literally had to like go past i had to go into like the international flights area to get the starbucks oh wow and they have it all connected because like if you have a layover and all that jazz so i was kind of able to like easily get over there to get the starbucks which was nice and um i managed to like find my new favorite drink there because i was like you know what like this is going to be an expensive drink because all the starbucks since i used to work at a starbucks i know this at air airports that's the most expensive Starbucks you're going to find because you're trapped in there and like there's no I think that goes for all airport food but like Starbucks even though they're, they're a chain they up their prices at airports yeah why is airport food so hella expensive because they know that you're trapped in there you have nowhere to go especially if like you have like some kind of like delay on your flight like you have nowhere to go you're trapped um it so makes no sense like you want a croissant but like that's nine dollars and I, if you if you're one of those people I'm sorry that gets like the okay. Voss bottle like it's a like I think it's glass we get it. You're sometimes elite. Glass, okay. Sometimes it's plastic. Um, exactly. Yeah. I remember I got it once at, at Disney World. They gave me a boss bottle. Anyways, back to the story. So um, I also know that uh, at Starbucks, since I used to be a partner, that's what they call their employees, that uh, technically the airport Starbuckses are not really like associated with like the main Starbuckses. They're like, we don't associate. So your employee discount doesn't work if you go to an airport for some reason because they're not like company-owned stores which doesn't make sense to me but i'll continue i found that my favorite drink listen up close if you like sweet drinks and you are somebody who doesn't necessarily like the really bold flavor of starbucks coffee because for some reason their coffee is so bold even the medium roast that they just give you or the the regular shots that they of espresso they give you is always so strong that i get a headache every time but i'm like this is worth it <sighs> anyways so i ordered a white mocha an ice white mocha i love my white mocha if you know me you know this it's been since like high school it's classic i usually like to order something else to be adventurous but this time i was like i'm gonna go white mocha and I'm going to try for the first time in my life, blonde espresso shots because they've been offering it for years, but I've always been like, if I don't like it, it's a waste of like $6 and I don't want to do that. Listen close. So I ordered, I subbed. I, I usually don't like to be super complicated with my orders because I feel like they're going to be like, oh, this bitch. But I was like, today I'm going to do it because I deserve it. So I ordered, I subbed the regular espresso for that blonde espresso. 
amazing. Amazing choice. Amazing choice. I was going to get oat milk, but I think they stopped uh, having the oat milk. And it was that simple. Got my iced white mocha, subbed blonde espresso. Chef's kiss. It was the one of the best drinks I've ever had. It was smooth. And I'll, fun fact, blonde espresso has more caffeine than the normal espresso, even though it's a lighter taste, lighter flavor. So you might be thinking at home, like lighter flaced I said flace. Lighter taste, lighter flavor. That must be less caffeine. No, no, no. It's more caffeine. So you're going to get more of a buzz and not the pain. And you're not going to get that like super bold, like, oh, flavor. No bitterness. Smooth. I don't know. I can't comment on the Starbucks drinks. I have no clue what you just said. And in the future, I think I'm going to try to order it with like foam, like sweet foam. I'm going to like mix it up a little bit. But baseline, white mocha, ice white mocha with that blonde espresso, it's going to blow your mind. Sorry. I know I went off on a tangent about Starbucks, but like I even took a picture of my order. I'm like, I got to remember this. I don't even know how to pivot from there because that was just an experience. It was really, that was, that was better than the Lake of Dreams at the Wynn Hotel. That, (laughs) if you get that joke, comment down below. If you know, you know. But you went on your little adventure to go get Starbucks. I was sitting at the, uh, the gate and eventually... Oh, excuse me. That, that you got this Starbucks on from the LAX to Las Vegas. So yes, forget we're screwing so up we're the timeline here. Order here, you but like that, the order doesn't matter. The order absolutely matters. You're confusing us here, folks. Uh, Alyssa, excuse me. I'm folks now. Yes, you're they them. But so we so Alyssa, wa- walk us through it here. So we get to LA. Initial vibes. We're in the Uber. First of all, there was a crazy Uber jam. You couldn't order an Uber because oh LA God, yeah. be wilding out on the Ubers. They're everywhere, but like nowhere at the same time. My friend was telling me that there was like an Uber shortage in LA. So I was like kind of preparing myself for that. Yeah, totally. And so eventually, like after a half an hour, it was a pretty long, decent amount of time. We eventually hopped in a car, made our way all the way to Hollywood. And I don't know, what was your initial impressions while we were just like driving? I felt like even though like the the places around LAX are not like the prime LA real estate it's not it's not like when we were first leaving lax i was like okay kind of reminds me of mexico like getting mexico vibes well no it has very like a lot of the buildings are spanish style and also no airports like in the heart of the city you're always on the outskirts yeah so as we were getting deeper in i was kind of feeling more like that like cali vibes you know what i mean so i was like as we were getting more like inland we were like leaving the airport i was like this is where i'm supposed to be I was getting those like real vibes. I was like, okay, like this is where I'm going to live. Maybe not like there. Like I might end up in like Malibu, but like I was getting like home vibes. I was like, I could get used to this. Like, is this how all y'all live? Like, is this like you guys don't get like those brutal winters where like you're in pain just walking from your car to your house? Yeah, it was just really nice weather. We saw people biking. I'm not sure if it was on that Uber ride, but we saw some people fishing in the middle of the street. Oh my God, yeah. It was... But I definitely was feeling like I want to be back here, like, soon. Like, I was like, the, like these are the vibes I want. Like, the, these are the vibes that I want to give off, you know? And I, I felt like I was I, I was where I was meant to be. I, I know that's, like, super cliche and, like, it sounds stupid. But, like, coming from somebody in New York, like, L.A. is definitely more my speed, but, like, mind you, in my life, like, 
the two cities that I would love to be between are really New York and Cal and LA. So I kind of, you know, I don't mind having grown up in New York because it's like, you know, I feel like New York and LA are like the best places to be, especially for somebody like me who like does music and social media and all that jazz. So I definitely was, I was getting those vibes. Sorry, I went off on another tangent. No, it's fine. You want to be, yeah, the ultimate uh, cosmopolitan. You want to travel in between cities. Yeah. But no, so yeah, we made it to Hollywood, which even the residents who live there, admittedly, it's like not the best area because before- It's more you, touristy. Yeah. Those are the vibes. It's like, it's like, it's like Times Square, but not as big. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty big, but- Well, it was big, but like big meaning like- skyscrapers lights like there were lights but there were the buildings weren't as tall um but you can definitely see like a lot of tourist traps in there my friend was telling me this before we even went like there's a lot of attractions there that really aren't like you don't have to do them like it's like stuff that people obviously what attractions i don't see any ferris wheels on the street no but like you know like stupid museums and like things like you know like the random pop-up tourist things I, I can't remember like specific examples, but like you know what the I mean. The only one I saw when we were walking Hollywood Boulevard was uh, Madame Tussauds, I think. Well, yeah, they have that in Times Square, so I was like, "What's the point?" Like I've already been oh, really? there. Really, like, been in Times Square? I've yeah, been. I've been t- there like three times, oh. maybe four. But no, so we stood at the Hollywood Roosevelt where like, um, Ripley's and everything. You know, like things we could do at home, anyways. We're just like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not gonna spend money and do it here. Like we could just do it at home. So we stayed at the Hollywood Roosevelt, which Beautiful was an amazing hotel, hotel. Shauna. We need to get you on the podcast. If you're listening, hit us up. You were amazing. I think she, she told my father she was like, what's the island country based off uh, off the coast of South America? Is it Aruba? I think she might have so. been from Aruba. Really? I could be wrong. Sean, you have to correct me. My apologies if I got it wrong. But she upgraded us to this really amazing room that had a beautiful view. It was huge. Of the Hollywood Boulevard down below and the Hollywood sign in the distance, which was insane. Yeah, we weren't even like expecting that, you know. I mean, we weren't expecting any of it, but like to be able to see the Hollywood sign too was like really cool. Expect photos of the room here somewhere on the screen. But so basically, Shauna was a G. And no, she really hooked us up. The room was super huge and amazing. Later on, I think that night, because we only stayed one night in Hollywood, uh, we also met another gentleman. I don't remember his name. And I complimented his Yeezys. And eventually he was like, listen, you come back to the hotel, I'll hook you up, I'll take you to the roof, I'll show you Marilyn Monroe's room. I'm so sorry we didn't get back to you because we got stuck at the Griffith Observatory. Give us yeah. one, but no, I don't want to jump into it yet, Alyssa. Give us one second because it's, it's a very good story. But I just want to let them know. So before that, we walked Hollywood Boulevard. We found Marilyn Monroe's star. It took star. us forever because we passed it initially. And we walked literally all the way down Hollywood Boulevard. It was insane. But... You know, we took some pictures. We found some interesting people along the way. Alyssa has never been there. So I was like, it doesn't matter which direction we go because we're going to want to basically walk most of the stars if possible. So we walk out of the hotel. It's right on the boulevard. We make a left. Our fatal error. I should have realized. Where's Marilyn Monroe star going to be? We should have looked it up. But Wow. Like- maybe it would be outside of the hotel where she lived for a brief period of time. So basically her star was out of the hotel to the right and like next to a McDonald's. And apparently I found online that there was like a petition to move her star because people were saying that since it's outside of McDonald's, people like get food on it. Like it's like not really it a great location. The, but it was like really close and to the hotel. And they could like move it. Like they could lift it up. Like it's not like mm-hmm. they'd have trouble doing that. They've done it before. But um, yeah, I feel like I've already mentioned this, but she's like my fifth cousin. So like I, she's my cousin twice because 
there's probably been some like funny business going on, like accidental incest. But I think that's like most family lines. Totally. But so she's like kind of my cousin twice. But I don't know. I mean, even though I've never known her and I never will because she's. No, I didn't think you've known her, um, Alyssa. I, I, I feel like it's really cool that we like stayed where she lived and stuff because I know this like sounds really stupid, but like she's like, you know, a role model of mine. And I've always felt that. And I've always felt like kind of like some kind of connection. So learning that I, she was my cousin was like really surreal. And then getting to like see her star and be where she lived, like made me feel more connected to her, I guess, in a way. I don't know. But yeah. I'm trying to think about what else we did because after we found the star, we were exhausted. Oh, so then what we did was we walked a couple blocks. I think it was two or three south to Sunset Boulevard, which, do a quick Google search, is basically the street that runs like east to west throughout Los Angeles County. I think it runs all the way to Pacific Highway 1 to the water, but it's basically the street that everybody goes because it has all the palm trees lining it. And I can't recall if we took photos there or not. I don't think we did, but we decided to go down there. We walked a couple blocks further west and we made it to In-N-Out. Oh, my God. So, and do you want to start or should well, I start? Well, I'm going to let you take it away, but I'm just going to, you know, set up the framework for the conversation. So the question is, is In-N-Out better than Shake Shack? Alyssa. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. Yeah. Really? I'm very shocked by this answer. Really? Oh, you know what? I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. Excuse me. Of course it's better than Shake Shack. I was thinking All-American. If you're from um, Long Island, Massapequa Park, All-American, in my opinion, trumps both. But if we're simply going Shake Shack, like East Coast, West Coast uh, uh, versus In-N-Out, In-N-Out easily takes the cake. Continue. Yes. Yes. I I feel like In-N-Out, a lot of people will compare it to the East Coast, like Shake Shack. But if you're from Long Island, from Massapequa, I think the closest thing would be All-American because In-N-Out really has that like 50s vibe, like you get the shake and everything. Um, but I have to say between In-N-Out and All-American, I mean, burger-wise... I would go in and out because they have animal style, which I found it online and it's like their secret menu, but it's like on their website. So it's not so secret. And basically I think they like cook it in like mustard and they have like a special sauce. And I don't know, it was bussin' and it was like really thick, like for mm -hmm. a fast food burger, like it was like, it's stacked. So I have to say, I mean, and also I read online, you can order like a patty with like a burger with like, six patties on it like you can go crazy i would never be because you know i'm kind of not the person for that but like maybe one day i, think, I don't know i think in and out crushes shake shack in every category but oh, yeah. we still can give a fair critique of in and out so i'm not going to speak on the burgers because i don't eat burgers i'm a crispy chicken sandwich kind of guy and unfortunately they didn't have any on the menu at least that i saw so what i do is and you know if you go to all american you already know this you get the grilled cheese which is basically they take the two buns and they squish some you know that yellow amazing craft yeah. i am based uh, oh you said basic <laughs> you're basic. but i'm also based, <laughs> I'm basic uh based grilled cheese uh and it's amazing i always order two or three of them because they're amazing um, all American uses thin buns, but I'll tell you, in and out took me off guard because they used the thick, maybe they don't crush it like on the grill, like I thought they would, but it's the thick bun. And so the cheese to bun ratio is not ideal. I would have needed a second or a third slice of cheese on there. Nevertheless, was still good. Not as great as all American, but better than probably anything you'll get at Shake Shack, to be honest. Mm -hmm. The fries, Alyssa, 
were a bit of a letdown for me. Yeah, they weren't that great. That's why I said before that... I think Shake Shack, that's the one thing they win in, would probably be the fries. Because they have nice cut fries at Shake Shack. But also with All-American, I would say, even though All-American fries aren't the best, I would say they're better than In-N-Out fries. Um, And I also, yeah, In-N-Out really just beats All-American really just in burgers. But shakes too. Shakes are amazing. Well... For all American shakes are also really good. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking all American yeah. Shake Shack. Forget Shake Shack's not even part of the conversation anymore. No, uh, right. but I have to say I'm grateful that we have the all American right in my town, so I can get the closest experience to In and Out as possible. Um, but I mean, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't mind moving to the West Coast and only having In and Out. It's kind of crazy because, like, how lucky you are that you live so close to the All-American. Because if you grew up anywhere else on the island, you'd be like, damn, man, I really would want to go back to In-N-Out, you know? Yeah, if I didn't have that All-American experience, I would would feel really, like, deprived here. Because we don't have anything else equivalent on the East Coast as far as I know of. I'm sure that there might be, like, little places here and there, but All-American's, like, famous. Um, So In-N-Out, definitely animal style all the way. Their burgers are really good and I'm looking forward to that in the future when we eventually move out there. Like, Absolutely. That'll be amazing. But so, so the in and out versus Shake Shack showdown, I think in and out obviously takes the cake. I think Shake Shack only comes back. They're overpriced. So let me, I'm going to just say that. Shake Shack is overpriced. In and out was pretty cheap for what it was. Like I have to say, I was surprised by the prices. And then when we were in Vegas, as we get into a little bit, we also it was like, listen, you can go to like all American, not all American, uh, In and Out. I'm confusing them all. And for like twenty four dollars, feed like a family of five. Okay, oh, yeah. based off the amount of food we ordered. So and you'll get more, uh, better. You'll get a better experience than you would at a lot of restaurants that you serve know, like crappy portions. And you know, Alyssa, they keep it classic at In and Out. At Shake Shack, you can get all these like crazy flavors, like you normally get at Fraps. But at In and Out, you can just get like vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, Neapolitan, if you know the secret menu, or just like black and white. But I feel like Shake Shack, like we get the, like the salted caramel. Well, at Shake Shack, they have like a menu of like limited flavors. They don't have a lot of options at Shake yeah, Shack. Yeah, you're right. But they have like, they'll have one flavor of the month or week or something. But the thing with Shake Shack is that the shakes are like, I think they're like eight bucks. And the and cup they're is like a standard size. They're not yeah. even a standard size. They're like, they're tiny. And the whole thing is that they make them thick. So like, it's okay that, that it's not a lot. But like... I would prefer like a bigger cup and to, like, you know, I feel like I'm not really getting a lot of product there for $8, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So I think In-N-Out takes the cake. Oh, yeah. Takes the burger. It <laughs> takes the burger and the shake, but not the fries. I think Shake Shack steals the fries there. Yeah, their fries were a little bit of a letdown. So we're at In-N-Out. We have it. It's amazing. We made a friend there, Toasted Pop-Tart or Pop-Tart Toasted 49, whatever his name was. I don't know. I'm He's sorry. Our, we followed him on Instagram. You're on Insta. Uh, he was really awesome. He was the security guard there and he was telling us about LA and the in and out he was working at, but he was awesome. And what else did we do after that? Was it just like, did we, I think for a while, we perhaps went back to the room, freshened up, I think. And we had a really hard decision to make. Do we want to go to Rodeo Drive where we can't afford anything? Or would we rather go see the sunset at Griffith Observatory? It was a clear winner, Griffith Observatory. Yeah, because I was thinking like Rodeo Drive, we have, isn't it Fifth Avenue? 
right? It's like the that's most, what they said. It's like the equivalent to Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. And it's like we have that in New York. So like what I want to spend, I think the Uber was like almost $30. It was the same price to go either to way. It was either to go drive. west or to go east, you know? And in my mind, I couldn't rationalize spending $30 there, $30 back, $60 to see a street full of shops that I can't afford to shop at when I could just take a train to Manhattan, do everything there, and then walk to Fifth Avenue and see all the shops if I really wanted to. But a lot of people don't have Fifth Avenue so close to them. So like if we were from like Ohio or Wisconsin or something and we were in LA, I think Rodeo Drive would probably have been worth it. But like since we have all this right, you know, in our backyard basically, it like didn't make sense to like spend the money and go there. <laughs> so we made the trek up to the Griffith Observatory, got dropped off at the top, took some really fire IG photos, go check them out. It was really out. cold, though. Let me just say, the whole the whole trip... Were we both wearing shorts? Or was it just me? I was wearing shorts, too, I'm pretty sure. I was so cold. I was freezing. And, yeah, that honestly, that whole day, like, I was not dressed properly because I was in shorts, and it was, like... It was brutal. We degrees. were huddled in the community, in, in one of the stalls in the bathroom. We wanted to keep warm there, but then we looked up and realized that it was open. It was like, like a vented, there were, it was like grates. I can't explain it. Not not even, it was like open, like past the, there was like a wall and then there was like open space. You're right, space. maybe it wasn't even a grate, it was just an open space. So and the cold the air. So it was, we were literally still outside. We're huddled, we're using toilet paper for warmth. No. We're struggling. <laughs> We're dying. Our noses were, I at least toilet paper for my runny nose. Uh, it was insane. The bathroom was a mess, but we eventually survived. Took some awesome photos. Looked at, uh, looked at what? The uh, the view. The view. Uh, we, we cuddled standing up. So basically we hugged each other as we looked out and saw the view. It was beautiful. We stood there for about an hour, maybe hour and a half, which was longer than I thought we were going to stay. And so here comes the issue. And there's probably going to be a video out on YouTube that's going to feature this in it. So be on the lookout for that. Essentially, it got so late at the park, and I'm not sure if this was a governor, governor issue. Was it because of COVID that the park closed early? Basically, 1030, 11 o'clock rolled around. Probably, honestly. And uh, oh, I got another bone to pick with Newsom. So give me a second when we get to when we get back to Santa Monica. And so I think it's this 11 o'clock curfew bullshit. That as if, you know, COVID can't be spread at 11.01. Okay. But so basically, we're stuck at the top of the mountain. We're calling an Uber. You call the Uber and what happens? So I called an, I think, did I start off by calling an Uber or a Lyft? Oh, no, you're totally right. So what happened was we decided to try to save $3. I don't know why. It said you can wait 20 minutes. <laughs> And save like $3. And it was already so late, but so we were like, like you know what? We're here. Everybody else is here. Let's just wait the 20 minutes and Lyft will guarantee us a ride. But it's not like the ride was ready to go. It's like they just didn't order it for you until that 20 minutes was up. Or yeah, I don't even know. They said that I would ha have somebody there to pick me up between these this time frame. And that like didn't happen. And no one was there. So no was, one was there. Yeah, so I... I don't, it, we passed the time frame and we were still chilling. Like, and the app didn't update. It didn't change. And everyone who's there drove. So all of a sudden, in droves, people are slowly, because they know, I guess they're residents, right? They know that the park's closing. We don't. So they're just slowly, one by one, trickling out. And we're very quickly becoming the, some of the last few people on the top so of the then, mountain. So then we're like, screw this lift. We're going to order an Uber. So we ordered the Uber. The driver is 20 minutes away. Oh, he was driving really slow. Wasn't his name like... 
What did, what was his name? I can't remember, but the 20 minutes probably turned to 40. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he took a lot mm-hmm. longer than that. I don't know if he was stopping on his phone or what the situation was. Because there wasn't traffic at 1030 at night. I got news for you. I got news. Yeah, so we were just essentially waiting there. And eventually we hear the announcement. Do you want me to say it? Oh, I don't remember it, so go for it. I know they, they there was, like, cops that were coming around. There was an announcement. They were like, park is closed. <laughs> It wasn't even like the park will be closing in a half an hour. Yeah, that's what I hate because this, it's not even like we could walk outside the doors of this, of, if we were like in a store, like if you close a store, you could just walk outside, whatever. We're on a, a fucking hill. Like we're, <laughs> we're very high up. So not giving us that announcement, like, oh, like you guys have like, you know, 20 minutes to closing, not giving us that, like, it's not like we could just walk out the doors and go home. It's like we're on a mountain. Yeah. So they were, they were saying, Oh, it's closed. It's closed. So we were like, wait a second. Like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean like nobody can come and pick us up? So a sen- So it seems like, cause then eventually it got there and he sent me a message. L- l- he sent you a message, but let me add some more. Oh, and also, Our, well, I'm not sure if you're going to say this. My phone was dead. Her phone was like on like, it felt like it was on 10%. It could have been a little bit less. I think it was like at 5% at this point. Because for the new iPhones, because she has a new one, it has this thing where I'm not sure. It doesn't show you the percentage. It just shows slide, you. slide my oh, yeah. thing down. And for I me, like my phone, I have it shows me a percentage. For hers, it's just like a little sliver. So I'm just like, shit, we're screwed. Well, yeah, I, I pull down the, you can pull down the menu. And so what percentage and were you at? I think I was at like 5%. Which is like game over, you stuck. And That's also it. I didn't really have good data. So we couldn't like really communicate like with the driver. We didn't even have the ride secured. Like we're going to get to the bottom of the mountain. He's not going to be there because he got there. Gates closed. And I was trying to message him to say like, please wait. Like we're running down now because we have no way. And he's like, no, bitch, I'm out. And he's like, I'm gone. Since we didn't have like good data, my message wouldn't send. Yep. And of course he left. And then I was, I, since I didn't have good data, Uber, when the driver cancels, they just reassigned you a new driver. Which turned out to be a blessing in disguise, right? But in a way, we kind of wanted to wait till we were at the bottom of the mountain to order an Uber. But then we wouldn't have the amazing adventure that we did have, which was us running down yeah. the mountain. We had a TikTok about it. But like we got to, I'm like, he's three minutes away. Like we got to run. And so we got the new driver and thankfully he was so understanding. He waited, I guess, instinctually, because I'm not sure if we got a message off to him. Well, we, we did get it. Yeah, he messaged me. He was like, the park is closed. And I managed to send out a message that said, please wait. <laughs> Last so driver awesome. canceled. Um, the, um, the part, the, we have to run down the mountain because the park closed on us. I wonder. I said like the last driver made us wait so long that the park closed and now we have no way of getting down. I would have loved to see his face because he's sitting at the gate at the front of the park and he's just like, what do they mean they have to run down the mountain? Cause it's like, it's It's like like a mile, it's like a mile or two two miles. It's two miles. He said. Two miles. So we started running. And I think we probably got about, I mean, did we really hit a mile? I don't think we hit a mile. Or did we? Because we were running for a while. We probably did. But the whole thing is like, like I said, I really would have liked it if they said like, oh, closing in 20 minutes, closing in an hour. Or if they closed the park, but like didn't close the, the, um, the road going up so that people like who have Ubers and stuff can Pick, could That's pick the thing. Up. You're right. But it kind of makes sense. They had the gate going up closed, but the gate going out, they had open because people, of course, have to leave the park. But so we ran for like a mile. But I think a lot of people in L.A. 
don't even drive. Like they just get around via Uber. So to have the going up closed, I understand if they have it open, but they're like, we're closing. So only allowing pickup. They can do that. Forget Uber, Alyssa. I'll do you one better. There were couples and people together who walked. They're like, oh yeah, we're just our evening walk. We're just going up the mountain. There are people who are just like, who didn't come there by car. And then we're going to stay past closing time and just walk out. So I was like, you got to obviously live close by. Otherwise, well, yeah, there were homes that were close by. Oh, yeah. Huge mansions as you're driving up. It was like nice, like gated off kind of thing, you know, like away from the street. But I'm going to continue. And so basically we mile, basically we ran very quickly down the mountain. We get to a park ranger and I was just like, please be understanding. This is our only hope because we were at this point, I started to throw a little fit. I was like. I forget exactly. I think I think I started like well, you were just a little upset. Bit. I was like, but the thing is, I was like, I can't believe this. Like, we're never gonna get back. Like, well, I mean, of course we would get back. All that matters is that we were together. Nobody was gonna bother us. I would be scared for you if you had to run down the mountain by yourself. That would be a yeah. different situation because I got like Zodiac killer vibes. I even told Alyssa that. But thankfully we were together. Nobody's bothering us. It's a lit street. Not too bright though, because if you're in California, you know it gets dark as hell at night. That's my two cents. So we eventually make it halfway. We get to this park ranger and I'm like, my guy, I'm not sure if I told him we were tourists, but he probably gauged by the fact that we were wearing shorts that we were tourists. Uh, And I was just like, listen, our guy's at the gate. We're screwed. Did your phone die at this point? Did it ever die? No, it didn't. You just got exceptionally lucky. So even if it did die though, we knew that who's probably going to be at the front. So we're like, Alyssa, what's the name? What's the plate? What's the make of the car? What's the guy's name? So even in case it dies, we get there, we tell him. And then once we're in the car, we're good. You know what I mean? And so- we get to the park ranger. I'm pleading with him. Uh, not really. I'm being super professional about it. And I'm just like, listen, here's a situation. You got to help us. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck on this damn mountain. And he understood like immediately. Like he was like, that's what was so surprising chill. to me. And he was like, like you guys, like I have a little bit of stuff. You guys can get in. Like uh, he was he getting ready me, to like move boxes for us had, to sit in the car. Yeah, he had me point out like where the car was on the map and everything and tell him like the license plate and the, yeah, like he was saying. And he was like super chill and like he like was looking out for us. He started like looking for the car. Like he drove us down. He didn't just stop and let us out. Like he was like looking for the car. He's like, he wouldn't let us out until we were like, oh, that's the car over there. Cops in New England, in the New England area are so hard. I feel like they're trying to like put on a front. This guy was just like, yeah, come on inside. And so we get in the back of his car. It's like we're complete strangers. But we're also like low key <laughs> kind of prisoners because it was, I didn't realize he's a park ranger, but he's got a gun. He's legit. And so we're in the back seat and he, when eventually we find the car, thankfully he made sure we got there safely. I imagine if we didn't find the car, I wonder if he would have driven us back to the hotel. Or he would have been, he would have probably got somewhere that could have helped us. You know what I mean? I, I honestly feel like he might have driven us back. Like he was super chill, super nice. And, you know, yeah. I don't think he would have just left us stranded. Like he obviously. Absolutely not. He like, was a really nice guy. Yeah. So, I mean, word of advice, if you ever get stranded somewhere and you see a park ranger or some kind of cop of some sort. I mean, I've had bad experiences with cops, but like for the most part, if you like you're lost and you like need help. I mean, there are there are some nice people out His there. His kindness was really refreshing. And so we're in the back of the car. We're locked in because there's like a gate in front of me. I can't explain it. Like, what do you call it? Because we were like prisoners. They have like, the, it's like fenced off between you, the back seat and the front seat. Yeah, they have like the bars there. The bars. For the, for the prisoners. Yeah. And you can't even get, it's like, it's like the chain link fence <laughs> and you can't open the doors. And so we get out and I go to open the door and like, you can't get out. And I'm like, okay. And so he's like, he gets out and he lets us out. He's like, I gotta let you out. I was like, thank you. That was just a really amazing story. 
about how, I mean, especially for us, we'll remember that for forever, how and we then, got stuck. Yeah, and then our Uber driver was super chill. He like waited there, like. He was he was kind of a little funny too. He was like, you ran down the mountain? He was yeah. like, you're crazy. And he was like warning me about like how like sometimes Uber will like charge you if uh if you make the driver wait Mm -hmm. um but since technically he couldn't get to our destination because it was closed off um since it still said like uber driver four minutes away it wasn't charging me because like technically he hadn't arrived yet Mm -hmm. um but yeah he was super chill he said that he like you know was fine with waiting when i first messaged him he said that he saw my message and he was like that's like two miles that'll take them like 40 minutes but like he, he didn't he didn't drive away and he didn't say like he I didn't have to leave. he didn't anticipate us finding a cop that was going to drive us down yeah, the mountain <laughs> he, he, it sounded like he would have waited the whole time which i mean i don't know for a fact obviously i can't really say yeah. but i mean that's like a stand-up that's a great person to, if, if you're an uber driver you're willing to wait that long for somebody because of a situation like that yeah no, we, we made I mean, so so many great friends along the way. It was just people helping each other out. It's just really great. And I think we just ended off the night. We got back to the room and we were like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll go back out. No, gone. You passed. I was gone. You passed this, this out. This is a trend. The entire trip is just me knocked out and Alyssa like showering and relaxing and doing everything while I'm asleep. Yeah. That was basically the entire trip, especially when we got back to the room. Yeah. And so... Next morning, we get up. I thank Shauna for everything. We check out. Then we got to catch an Uber to Santa Monica because I think it was like a four-day, five-day thing. I, I think it was four days, at least in the L.A. portion of it. So we get to L.A. We're at the Hollywood that first night. And then I was like, the rest of the three nights, let's relax on the beach in Santa Monica. It's going to be more bumping. It's going to be more young people. It's going to be more like... More our vibe, I guess. More Not- our vibe. You know, yeah, people yeah. were telling us like... If Hollywood is the, uh, what do you call it, the Times Square, then, you know, Santa Monica, I think it's like, it's like Chelsea or Soho. It's more like young, youthful, um, a little more, classy is not the right word, a little more rich, you yeah. know? You could tell that the people who live there, like... All daddy's oh, money, all daddy's uh, yeah. money. Come on, who are we kidding here? So we get to Santa Monica, we're at the shore. And we're at the hotel, and apparently this is, like, one of the best in Santa Monica. Otherwise, next level is, like, the lows, but those are just, like— Very expensive. Very expensive. Next tier of, like, money-wise, like, very— Yeah, so we were, like, at the best for our budget, I would say. it was, like, a reasonable price. And it was still really exceptional. We had a king premiere room, that ocean view. You had the balcony. I don't know why they don't have balconies in Santa Monica— I don't know what that's about. I'm not sure if people jump in. Like regulations, like it's harder to regulate or probably, something. Probably, you were saying it's probably like an insurance thing. Also, because they have like earthquakes and stuff. Right. So if they have like a really high structure with balconies, like it could be dangerous, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe less glass, less railings, the better. But we're at the Shore Hotel and they're giving me problems. Yeah. We there, we're early. And so what we do is, I'm a moron. So I get the text message. I, or I, give, I give them my phone number to check in, right? So we walk around a little bit. I think we get something to eat or we don't even get something to eat. We just walk Third Street Promenade, which was beautiful. Getting something to eat. Was it was the first night? Was that Bajas? I keep saying Bajas. That's brown. Um on Thayer Street. I meant to say Blue State Taco. Blue State Taco. I feel like we got Blue State Taco in the middle of the day. It was really good. Yeah, it was. 
Uh, and so then we walked the rest of the promenade. We were checking out shops. You checked out Victoria's Secret. We walked a couple places. We got Sami Sami. Yeah. Which was so great. I'll let you take it away. It was really bomb. It was really good. It was like, I don't know exactly um, if it was like Japanese or Chinese or something, but it was it was some kind of Asian it's probably um, Japanese, but yeah. Probably Japanese um, cuisine. And um, it was really good. Like they had they had it in like the the cone is like shaped like a fish and it's like so cute. And, and it wasn't a hard cream, cone. It was like a soft shell. Yeah. The ice cream is like in like the fish's mouth and it's like so cute. And I got like um, the flavor I got was like cookies and cream um, mixed with like this. It was like this. um what color was it? Like purple mm-hmm. ice Whatever cream. it was, it was amazing. And I forget what it was called, but like they said that I asked them what it was like and they said it tasted like white chocolate. So I was like, okay, I'm getting that because they had a flavor of the month or week or whatever that was like the cookies and cream mixed with this white chocolate flavor. So I got that and it was so good. And they they fill the cone, like the, the fish's mouth with like a filling of your choice. Like they'll like um, spread it out on, in the cone. So I got taro because I really love the flavor taro for bubble tea. So I was like, this is going to be great. So I ordered that and like, it was, it was just so good. And they let you get whatever toppings you want. I should have taken advantage because you can get as many toppings as you yeah. want all included. But all I got was the, I thought it was interesting, the macaroon and they put like a tiny macaroon on top. And it was just so good. And I really wish they had one, a location here. I mean, I didn't look it up. I don't know, but I don't think they do. If we go back to Santa Monica, we have to go there again. It was such good ice cream. Oh, and also a couple days later in the evening, we went to Umami Burger. And we're talking like places to get food. Yeah, and I brought this place up because I looked it up, and Christian was like, eh, I don't think it's going to be good. He was like bullying me the whole time. He was like, Well, the whole trip, uh-huh. it's always Alyssa. I'm like Alyssa. Let's find some place to eat. Why don't you? I'll. I'm. I'm. I'm not here to be. Listen. I gotta enjoy it, especially if I'm gonna pay. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want no problems. Alyssa, why don't you just find something you like, and we'll just go there. And so most and of the time, she recommends places. That's right. You did end up paying, but for thirty four. And so she recommended this place, and I was just like, I was kind of worried because it's getting close to that 11 p.m. deadline, which is. You know, I'm a little more calm and collected now, but Alyssa will tell you in the moment, I was very heated with Mr. Newsom. Uh, I would love to have a heart to heart with you one day. You know, I'm not sure where he went to school, but, you know, from Brown to California, I get your vibe, yeah. but the 11 p.m. is such bullshit. I'm so sorry. And they said also they lifted it. They lifted it a week prior. But the thing is, with a lot of restaurants, they can't and, find anybody to yeah, work. They need, to, they need time to reopen. So, like, if, if they lift the mandate, most places I know from wor- working retail, working food and services, whatever, they usually put out the schedule like a month in advance, sometimes two months. And they can't just be like, okay, guys, the mandate's lifted. Now you, you and you, even if you had a vacation booked or whatever, like you're coming in tonight. Like they can't do that. That's so the- it's probably going to be like a month or so before everything is like back to normal or like normal hours. So that's why everything there pretty much 10 o'clock. Almost everything was closed. Um, 
some things stayed open to 11, but like not many things. Most things were just closed um, after 10. At the same time, though, I should have known I was getting in myself into because I even told Alyssa, I'm like, you're going to be surprised at night. Things are dark and people and things shut down. It's not like New York. So I should have realized whether it was 11 or midnight or one that eventually things are going to close and you're going to be screwed. But I think for the most part, like, I mean, obviously, I've never been to L.A., during normal times but i would assume that like during normal times you saying that everything closes early like would mean like midnight one-esque which is early for like new york like we're used to everything being open like super late but like i'm assuming you kind of meant like midnight at like ish but like 10 o'clock everything closing is a little bit that's right i messed it up Las Vegas was 11. California was 10 p.m. Yeah, I think, I think some people are going out to eat at 10. Like in New York, like, you know, I, I thought like when you said L.A. closes uh, early, I was thinking like midnight. 10 p.m. Dude, like, I don't even know what like the thinking. I think the thinking was that like, oh, after 10 p.m., people at bars are going to get yeah. really rowdy and they're going to swap saliva. I think I'm like, I got news for you. They're just going to take it outside. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Or they're going to take it home sooner. I was sorry, saying, Gavin. Like, the whole thing is like if you close bars and restaurants early, people are just going to like have like house parties and stuff because they can't go out. So they're going to stay in. And, and in Santa Monica, that's probably I didn't see it, but that's probably what most people do. A lot of people just, you know, hang out at each other's places yeah so i think i mean for the most part the closing at like 10 i don't really think that's absolute bullshit and it probably is one of the main contributing factors to why california got killed early on in the pandemic in terms of like restaurants closing and whatnot yeah because a lot of like there's there are people who cover the night shifts everywhere there are people who only can work bro for, yeah. like late nights because they do something during the day or they're involved in another job especially in LA a lot of people probably do work if two the jobs. English pub is closing at 10 p.m. you're doing something wrong pubs people don't even leave pubs like 3 a.m. okay especially if you've been to London you know yeah there are people who need those shifts to get by because like I said LA is really expensive yeah. a lot of people probably have two jobs it's like you work during the day you probably work the bar at night or something and you know if anything the only thing that mandate really did was like take away jobs from a lot of people yeah so, and the restaurants and stuff lost out on a lot of revenue um but yeah for the most part if you stick to the the limited capacity everyone has their masks on everyone stays socially distanced i don't see a problem with staying open till like midnight but but a mommy burger this we was, found out it's a chain, so like there's a Manhattan location. Like we might go back. We don't know. No, Umami Burger is the greatest. It was called like I, I want to say it was like called Sam's Crispy Chicken Sandwich or something I think like so. it was that. Like the hot one, yeah. It was fucking amazing. It was the greatest crispy chicken sandwich I've ever ate in my entire life. I don't know what it was. It was so good. I'm not a pickle guy. I ate the pickles on he the sandwich. The it was that good. I can't explain it to you. Whatever was the aioli. Or the sauce, whatever was on it, it was dripping on my fingers. It was amazing. For $34, I got the best fucking burger of my life. Alyssa got, I, excuse me, crispy chicken sandwich. Alyssa got some burger. I got a truffle burger. Of course you remember truffle. We had truffle fries for four fifty. The hardest fries I've ever eaten slapped hard as hell. Yeah, and another thing I noticed was that they took the topping, like the truffle topping, and they didn't just like put it on top like a lot of places do. This is foodie they, certified because you'll it, see on the bottom too and they mixed it in they so new Alyssa you get like nachos or something and everything's on the top so like the bottom nachos or the bottom fries don't get that love and 
at this place, it was all the fries had sauce on it. So it was like you got to experience the flavor throughout. It was amazing. And then, as if it couldn't get better, we had a cinnamon toast crunch milkshake after. It was the best bang for your buck. It was insane. And Mommy Burger, you people in Santa Monica, you know what's up. I'm not sure if the one that's in L.A. or the one that's in Santa Monica is its own incorporated city. It's not technically a part of Los Angeles. Uh, or if the one in New York is as good, but we'll have to try it. And I really don't want to get let down because it's probably one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. And it was really kind of just fast food when we think about it. We were just sitting outside and getting a quick bite to eat before they close. We sat down like at nine o'clock, nine fifteen. I feel like we didn't even have that long to eat before they have to kick everybody out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a lot of people eating there looked like they were like locals. Like they didn't look like tourists. So like the, I feel like the locals know what's up. Yeah, and the locals, it's a totally different vibe. Everybody's laid back. There's people like making out in the corner. Like yeah, they're like, they like on a date or something. Date? I you know they I thought I thought they knew each other from the way they were acting. Well, you could be on a but, date with somebody and you guys could be dating for a few months. Okay, I, I don't have my tongue down somebody else's throat when I'm sitting at a restaurant, Alyssa, but yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't this isn't the club, okay? <laughs> I don't know. There was a mysterious figure. There was a guy who had like a motorcycle outfit and he like rode off into the distance really loud, like obnoxiously loud. He put on his helmet and he just like frustrating, I can't speak, like angrily, like walked out of the place, revved his motorcycle and took off. You know, it was a really interesting crowd there because it was like a couple blocks from the shore. So it was like a different vibe. It was like more residential, you know, and they were just like on this little corner here in Umami Burger and shit was bussing. Sorry. It, it was bussing. I'll be, I told him over and over again and he kind of like got flustered. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Best restaurant I've ever been to. Cl I mean, one of, you know. And so... Man, we also tried Joe's Pizza in Santa Monica. Which was I'm not going to give away good. my score, but it was also surprisingly amazing. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that we talked to the, um, he the said people there. The guy who, I'm not sure if he runs it, but you know, the guy who's working there behind the counter, he was amazing because I told him we were going to do a pizza review. Can I get some B-roll on the inside? He was like, absolutely, for sure. And then when I told him I was doing the B-roll, he came outside and he was like, you know what? Because I ordered three slices of, uh, what was it, like grandma or margarita or something? Hey, grandma. And he was like, you know what? Let me get you some fresh ones. So we made fresh just for us. I feel so privileged. Thank you so much. I didn't catch your name. You're amazing. And yeah, uh, he wanted to put his best foot forward for the review, And you I know think. what? But we... He brought out one slice that was like, I guess, fresh, and then he made us two more fresh ones. They were all bust. Oh, no. The first one wasn't the fresh. The first one was complimentary. That's right. It was free. He was so nice. And then he gave us three more. It was amazing. It was mm. so fresh. It was so good. He said, as we were getting to, Dave himself had been to Joe's Pizza. I mean, you're in Santa Monica. There's only one pizza place that's on, what is it called? Santa, I think it's Santa Monica Boulevard. And it was... Uh, it was amazing because I think the main street is called Ocean Avenue, the one that's parallel to the beach. Yeah. But the one we were on, Santa Monica Boulevard, that takes you up to Third Street Promenade. And it was like between Second and the beach. And it was amazing, Joe's Pizza. It really slept. They're really nice. Yeah. I think they were saying that the guy who like made the recipe or something was like from New York, right? He was like yeah. from Brooklyn or something. I'm very but, surprised. Like, I, you could tell like when a pizza is a certain level of amazing like there's always somebody from New York involved. There was a lot of love put into their cuisine there at the pizzeria. I think it was really amazing. Uh, who knows? Maybe they import the water. I don't know to put it into the dough. But I'm finding in my experience that I'm oftentimes getting better pizza outside of New York than in New York. No cap. I didn't stutter. Sorry. New, ha New Haven pizza, California pizza. I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised. 
Now, we almost got California Pizza Kitchen. I feel like that could have let me down a little bit because I've had their frozen pizza. It is a chain. We could try that here if we wanted to. Exactly. So I wouldn't consider that true California pizza. But yeah, if you can get it out here on the East. But Joe's Pizza, keep doing what you're doing. You know what's up. Uh, So Joe's was amazing. We walked to Third Street Promenade. This is all over the course of three days, guys. Uh, Third Street Promenade was amazing. They had a Japanese store where we got some really nice... I got a Nezuko mug. For my sister Brandy. Yeah. A Tanjiro keychain. I mean, where my Demon Slayer fans out. That store was really adorable. And I really like, man, I wish they'd bring something like that here. Because I don't think we have like a real comparable Japanese store. It's got to be one in Manhattan, you know. But Probably. it's like hidden away somewhere. Yeah. It was very cute. And like the things there were like not super expensive like I was expecting. Oh, like, no. You could get Tanjiro's sword for like $180. It was way too expensive. The figurines were insane. You could get like a full size like Nezuko figurine for like $30. It was insane. Well, I didn't think not it was. Not $30. Excuse me. Like 90 It was crazy. Well, there were some things in there that were like surprisingly cheap is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like they also had like some like cute like Japanese drinks and like the stuff that was like cheap mm-hmm. but yeah yep. the figurines are kind of expensive and i think it was because they're all like imported from like yep. japan yeah you're right no and then we did some shopping we walked in a bunch of stores i got some cute shirts and stuff. i got something we got some things at least i did from pack sun yeah i did too i got some yeah you got like two tops i got yeah. a short i got not shorts jeans and a nice shirt um we spent a couple hours one day at the beach we walked the pier but i'm just gonna say this the weather throughout our entire trip in LA, the weather was not bad, but it was not the best. No, it was a letdown, hundred percent. Yeah, it, we happened to go there. I'm assuming during like some kind of cold front because it was like in this the sixties, like low sixties, and I was like pretty cold, and we couldn't really wear. We all we only really brought shorts, and I had like one pair of pants, and I really used the hell out of those yep. pants because it was. Honestly, we checked the weather app and it was hotter back home. So it was, it w- yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wasn't like terrible weather. It wasn't really like raining or anything like that. So this was just, it was not a bad trip by any means. It was just a little bit of a letdown in terms of the weather, in terms of the things closing at 10 p.m., which was way too damn early. Um, I'm trying to think. At one point, it was so bad that the only thing open in like the whole area, like for miles, was like the McDonald's, which was luckily only a block away from where yeah, we, we were staying. So we got McFlurries, the like the caramel brownie, which was bussin' bussin'. And we actually made two friends, Jaden and Chris. I'm not sure if you remember them. I do, yeah. One of them was from Texas. And I think the other one, I'm not going to guess because I'm not sure. But I feel like he was from Kansas? I don't know. I don't know. Or were they both from Texas? They might have both been from Texas, but they were really great guys. We linked up with them. They were really nice to meet. They were just chilling in the McDonald's and they saw the camera like, yo, do you vlog? And I was just like, no, yeah, we're just out here trying to make content. We do a podcast. And so we're going to do our best to try to have them on. So Jaden and Chris, what's up if you're watching? I'm trying to think. Oh, also, I think the last thing we probably did in Santa Monica was we spent a couple hours one day bike riding which I knew I had to take a list on because I had did that, uh, done that when I was previously in Santa Monica um, I think I've been to Santa Monica twice before this trip I could be wrong really twice so at least once but perhaps twice so we bike rode all the way down through Venice uh, I don't have too much to add on Venice other than the homeless population kind of out of control kind of sad but Alyssa points out surprisingly they all looked really young there were a lot of people there who looked young and i mean i can only imagine that 
you know, these could be people who maybe they grew up in, uh, in California or in, in nearby in LA or whatever. And like, maybe they couldn't afford to live on their own because it's so damn expensive. But no number of homeless people could distract Alyssa from the skater boys at the skate park. We pulled over and Alyssa immediately locked eyes with a few of them. I was just watching. Yeah, she had her sunglasses on. She was grinning ear to ear. She knew what was up. I caught her in 4K, 24 FPS, no cap. I got you. And she was like, you know what? In another life. And you know what? I can't blame you. I can't blame you. In another life. And I was like jokingly like, yeah, but like, no, obviously no. I'm just saying. But Venice, I mean, aside from the sad homeless population, I mean, it looked like a vibe. Like there were like, you know, little shops and stuff. We didn't really like explore it too much because we had to bring the the um, bikes back. It really looked like it was a place out of GTA, to be honest. It was kind of, it wasn't chaotic, but there were just people everywhere, you know, music blaring. You're 100% right. It was a vibe. Yeah. But what was really surprising to me was that after we went down to Marina Del Rey and we came back... Um, we had gotten, or at least I had, and Alyssa just followed me. Can't blame her though. A little bit lost. So we were always like a block or two away from the beach. We never really made it back to the beach until like halfway back. And so the inland of like Venice, like two blocks in, it was really nice. The residential like area. And I told my parents about that and they were really surprised. It was like really nice, like tiny homes, but you knew they were all like a million dollars because like the cars in the driveway would be really nice, but the homes would be like super tiny. Yeah. No. And so then we drove all the way and we didn't, we rode our bikes all the way back up to Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the bike ride was just really nice. The bike path, like along the beach was just, it was just gorgeous. Like getting to like see the water and everything as you went, it was an, it was nothing like anything I had really done. Yeah. Cause you don't really have that. Like here on Long Island, we, you can, we rode our bikes to Jones beach once on Long Island, but it's not the same experience because when you're, uh, doing the bike ride in Santa Monica, like you're more on the beach. So like you're like literally on the beach. There's like a bike path going through the beach. So you can like look at the water as you're going. It's not like by us, you can ride your bike along like the the highway or something. It's a little different. Yeah, you're right. Cause you know, Jones Beach is you're mirroring the highway. But I would say like in Santa Monica, you're mirroring like Ocean Avenue a little bit, but it eventually takes off and you're on your own path. And it really is something special. I would yeah, say I'm really glad we did it. Especially like in the short like mile or two where you're still in Santa Monica. It's really nice. Everybody's out doing like spin class on the beach and like yoga, like on like the grass and people people meditating. It was really something else. Yeah. And so we had spent our last day in Santa Monica and the whole time. I'm not sure. Should I run back? I don't think it's worth discussing the problem talking. And we we just had a, a bit of a hiccup there, but yeah, because we don't really have to get too into it. But yeah, yeah but apparently at really nice hotels, you cannot give a card, credit card, like over the phone. And so I only carry a debit card, and so I would either need to have all the cash on me to pay for the entire room at that time, which was like seventeen hundred. It was like an exorbitant amount of money for those four or five days we were staying there. 
which I, of course, did not have. But eventually we figured out, he said that there was a new thing. That he just found. When how he you could get credit card author. Yeah, he just went to the mystical manager, which was obviously just probably a conch shell behind. The, we were making jokes. I was like, who is this person he's talking to? It's just like magic conch shell. Can I do something? And they had just this, this new technology called email forms. Email forms where you can get email authorization and the person who's using their credit card does not have to be there in person. I've done it many a times at stores and I believe at hotels. It was new for him. I can't blame him, but it took an hour, a, two hours maybe. Yeah, and I was very nervous. I was like, are we going to have a place to sleep? Oh, I'm like, not nervous at all. I mean, we find always some place to sleep at night, but yeah. I was just like, this it was just an unnecessary inconvenience. But, but I will, I will, I'll add this. We did the breakfast package at the Shore Hotel and we're like, I don't think a lot of people know about it because I actually found it when I was going through the website. I was like, I was looking under packages and I saw that there's breakfast for two. Because nobody included. at the hotel knows jack shit. Nobody knows what's going on, whether it's with the bikes or check-in or breakfast. So I feel like nobody buys this package. Absolutely. I agree with you. I feel like I randomly found it because most people use Expedia. They use this, that. You sent me the link. I, yeah, I was looking through the their, their website when I found this. And yeah, you can order as much breakfast off their menu as you want. And it's all included into your uh price to stay so we like went and we tried like the whole menu basically we didn't order it all at once but and he was asking and they were like yeah just try to keep it like reasonable under 200 dollars." So we spent like 70 bucks every day yeah and and we spent less like we he we calculated like the the price of it per night like you, you pay less than that like we obviously we got our money's we got our money's worth within like two days not even right Alyssa and I we really definitely hacked the breakfast situation in terms of you always got to book a hotel where you can get a breakfast package and especially when you're in Los Angeles uh, let's talk about it now uh, not Los Angeles Las Vegas the breakfast situation is really tough because especially if you're somebody who doesn't like to get up early because we were at the hotel we'd eat breakfast every day like because when did breakfast close was it like noon where at, at at the shore? Oh, at the shore. I think it was like noon. We managed. We'd every, always every get day. there like somewhere between like ten thirty and noon. I felt like we always made it, and we, we always it. we always made it, and we'd always ask them like, "Hey, like, there's not many people out. Like, when are people getting breakfast?" And she's like, "Oh, eight a.m. Who's getting up on vacation at eight a.m. for the for in the first place? I don't understand if you're that well, person. I guess some people only do like Santa Monica for like a weekend or yeah, something. Yeah, but they were like, but you know, she was like, she was like, oh, they're getting up and they're going out to do things. I'm just like." do what there's nothing to do with santa monica it's I, just a nice coastal town yeah i guess there's some people who wake up early and they, if they stay there for one or two days they might want to do all the shops and you know they might want to um do like i'm sure there's like little attractions and they could do the the park on the boardwalk and everything but um for the most part i mean the the food, the French toast was so good. Like I would, would go back. It was like French encrusted toast. with like that granola crunch yeah, or something. Something was there that was like made it like extra crunchy. And it was just really, really good. And I will say this. When you're going on a trip, like, yeah, like you were saying before, try to get a place that has, you can find breakfast included. So you, yeah, you either have to do breakfast package or... Because nobody wants to get up early to eat breakfast. You either want to eat breakfast in the room. You don't want to have to change. 
or you get breakfast the night before. That's the hack. Yeah, you go to Walgreens, find it. I mean, honestly, in the future, I want to make sure that a hotel I stay at is within, if, if I can't get breakfast included, I want to make sure it's within a close proximity to a CVS, a Walgreens, or a Walmart, or just someplace that I can go and grab reasonably priced food. Because, and we learned that our second night or third night in Vegas. Because even though, like, I'm a breakfast per- person, I love breakfast so much. Breakfast foods, French toast, waffles, ugh, so great. But I will say that for the most part, breakfast, it's not worth it to go to like a restaurant because you'll find like waffles for like 17 bucks. And it's like, unless it's like IHOP where they have like specialty breakfast foods, it's like you're going to buy something where they, I can't, even, even if I become rich, even if I'm like this wealthy person. I still would not feel comfortable spending that much on breakfast. I'm going to feel weird spending almost 20 bucks for pancake mix and water. Like that's essentially what it is. And the waffle's not as good because the shore set the bar too high. Yeah. We're talking about like having breakfast now in Vegas. It was way too much money. It's just, it wasn't justified. It's just not worth it to spend a lot of money on breakfast foods because it's so basic and you can get it anywhere. And like, if I had Walmart in walking distance, I would have went and gotten those frozen pancakes for like $3, whatever, like the, the bunch of them. Like, it's just not worth it to spend a lot of money on breakfast. It's it's better to spend your money on dinner because those kind of foods you can't just get from mix and water. It's like, I'm you not know. cooking pasta in the hotel room. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my rant about breakfast foods. Um, but yeah, the Shore Hotel, their breakfast was amazing. And I think trying to, and honestly for hotels, your hotel is going to be a lot more appealing if you have some kind of breakfast package or if you yeah, have breakfast included. I don't know who included. these pretentious fucks are who are like, yeah, we don't have a breakfast package, but we have a restaurant. So you can eat, you can spend full price for breakfast. Like why? Why even have a place? Who's going there? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, like, you know that everyone staying there is going to need breakfast. They're at your hotel. They're going to wake up. They're going to be hungry. Absolutely. I'm surprised more people don't talk about this breakfast conundrum even when you're on vacation. Even if you are a hotel and you can't, like, just have, like, a buffet included, like, okay, I understand that. But doing something like a breakfast package where they could pay a a little bit more ahead of time and just have breakfast included is so great because then they don't have to worry about like feeling like they're spending a lot of money on breakfast. Like if they already spent it when they bought the overall room, it's just, it's less problems. I totally agree. 110%. And I mean, that's another reason why like in the future, I wouldn't mind saying like a bed and breakfast because breakfast, you know, like it's, it's important and you get it out of the way and then you can go about your day and not think about it. Yeah. I'd much rather spend the money later on in the evening. You know what I'm saying? But so we had a couple of days prior before our departure, we eventually made the decision. We were like, listen, we're ready on the West Coast. Where do we want to go? We're like, I got a couple options here. You can go, like, you can go north, you can go Oregon, you can go, you can go Portland, you can go Seattle, Washington. But we're like, we want to go someplace warm. We came to LA for That's it to be warm. Thing. And it wasn't warm. Yeah, your your parents messaged you and were like, Hawaii or Vegas. And, and they were like, but Hawaii is cold. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I was yeah. looking at the I was comparing weather because I was like, listen, we we've done like five days of kind of like chilly weather, like not really the kind of weather we were looking for, like more like spring weather, not like that hot summery weather that we were looking for. So I compared the weather of all these different locations that we were thinking of. And I was like, even Hawaii is going to be like in the sixties. Like it's not worth it to go when it's like kind of chilly. Like, I, I don't know if there's some kind of cold front going on, but like, this is not what we're looking for. We're, we're coming for like the hot, like we want, I want to leave with a little bit of color. So 
we look at Las Vegas and I'm like, well, Las Vegas right now is like 88 and it looks like the weather. I mean, there's going to be some chilly days, but for the most part, it looks like it's going to be pretty hot. But it's a desert. So it's going to be hot, you know? So we were like, okay, Las Vegas. And so, yeah, no, we went back to LAX. Alyssa got her Starbucks, uh, got on the flight. Flight was delayed. So we got, we were all suited up in the plane, bags packed. We get off the plane. 45 minutes goes by. She gets her Starbucks. We get back on the plane. We're taking off. Um, I was like, great way to start a trip. We make it into Vegas. You have those people in the back of the plane. They're clapping because there was a little bit of turbulence. I don't know. If you're one of those plane clappers, I don't know, man. But, and so we land immediately off the plane, people gambling. My father warned me because he had been there a couple times previously. Uh, people immediately gambling because there's slot machines at the airport just in case you're addicted. They got you, don't worry. So we there, we eventually hopped the Uber. We, uh, was it Denise? Denise, amazing Uber driver. She gave us the whole lay of the land. She was like, oh, you're going to love it. And I, yeah, she was telling us, I remember she said that Vegas is like Disneyland for adults. And I couldn't agree more because it's like, there's, there's so much to do. And it's like, for the most part, there's less kids in Vegas than in other places. It's just funny that you said that it's Disneyland for adults because there were a lot of kids, at least at our hotel. But there weren't. Like compared to other vacation destinations, you're right. It wasn't as many kids, but I will say yes. The people who bring your kids to Vegas, I don't agree. I'm sorry. Leave them at home. We're at the Mandalay Bay. If anything goes. People can drink yeah. out in the open in Vegas. There are people who are like topless. There are people like like it's not really the spot for kids. We spent our first two nights at the Delano. We then spent the next two or three nights. At the uh, Mandalay Bay. Which the Delano Suites are kind of connected to Mandalay Bay. They're not the same hotel. Oh, don't but... worry. We're going to get into it. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get back to the point about with the kids. So on the property, I think that's probably why we saw more kids, was um, they had more water attractions. And so there was the wave pool, all freezing. Nothing's heated. The they say it's pool, heated. Yeah. It's not heated. I don't know why I, I got my hopes up. I should have realized. But so we're in the lazy river. And I told Alyssa, this is the scene. There's a there's a there's a woman with her like looked like a three month year old, like still drinking from the bottle. Like you know that kid had swim diapers on in like one of those little things where it has like a little hood so the baby doesn't get burnt. Like little tiny baby, like really tiny. Like right next to them is a guy with a beer in his hand, and I'm like, what are we? doing and why had, are you bringing a kid to vegas he had like a beer sleeve that said like drunk one like drunk two drunk like, one drunk two like, him and his like wife thing too and it's like i would and i understand i guess like these people wanted to go to vegas but like they got pregnant and then they're like sheesh <laughs> now i have to wait till i have the baby i didn't think about it like that because they can't go to vegas and can't drink right so they're like i'm gonna wait till i have the baby and then i'll bring the baby to vegas but i can see that rationale but like I would not bring a baby to Vegas because it's like, it's too much. I mean, I know the baby won't really remember anything, but the people who are experiencing your baby crying while they're trying to have a good time with their adult friends, they're going to remember your baby. We're in the pool. Kids are screaming. Oh, and also- Kids you bring, are running you in the lazy baby, river. You bring your baby on the lazy river? One of those, like, you know, the lazy river has like, usually they have those like uh, waterfall things where you go under it, like kind of high pressure water. If any baby accidentally like ended up under one of those things- 
knockout. They're gone. It's like, do you really want, over. like, and these babies can't swim. It's like they fall over. They're going to have a traumatizing experience. Maybe they're going to have, like, PTSD from that. Yeah. Like, you don't want to mm-hmm. risk that. And there's just, there's so many reasons why you shouldn't bring your kids to Vegas. Like, it was, leave yeah. them home with a nanny or with your parents or uh, some kind of babysitter. Yeah, listen, I think there's a certain age where like if your kid is well behaved enough, it's like, oh yeah, we can start taking some really nice trips. Yeah. They got it locked down. If but they're... not if the kid is drinking from a bottle. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of kids drinking bottles. I'm not sure if Alyssa saw it. I saw it. Yeah, you definitely should not be doing that. Like I understand you're thinking like, oh, like little Jamie won't remember any of this when he's older. But like when you're an adult and you go to Vegas, everybody else there around your kid is going to remember. You don't want to see like babies while you're like cursing and like whatever you're doing. Like, obviously, we, we weren't going that crazy, but other people were going kind of crazy. And, or, you know, there was like women on the strip who were like in thongs and stuff. And they don't want to like see your baby and that's think about their kids at home. Like, they don't want that. Yeah, that's the thing. We try to be a little, there's nothing wrong with you know, being the way you are, but it's just like, for me, I'm a little more toned down. I'm a little more low key. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm there, I'm not drinking. I'm not partaking necessarily in what everybody else is doing. You know, I'm there, we're at Mandalay Bay. I'm having the garlic parm fries, you know, I'm on the beach and we're having some French fries with some bus and dip. I don't know yeah, what it was. I mean, I had some drinks here or there, but for the most part, I like didn't drink too much because everything was very expensive. So I kind of, I didn't want to end up like, I, I would much rather get like parm fries than get like a drink you know what i mean I know, i'm a foodie first drink. before anything else so yeah so we were at the delano suites beautiful view of the strip of the luxor it was insane apparently somebody let me know you can see the light from the top of the luxor in outer space if we have any iss astronauts out there let me know there was gambling at the airport i just have my notes here because i want to make sure i don't miss anything uh mandalay bay pool oh we only went to the pool. Keep in mind, it was that bad. And we were only there for like the last two days, went to the pool. Keep in mind, we were there three, four, five days. I don't remember. One day we were walking to the aquarium and you have to walk by the pool. We were checking out the pool and we walked to the aquarium to check out the shark aquarium. And Alyssa, I know you're going to be very excited to talk about this, but how we walked past Jaden and Nessa. Yes, we did. And I remember the moment, like we were like probably like a few feet away from them. And like, I just hear you and you're like, Alyssa, is that Jaden and Nessa? No, I didn't even say that. You, I think you have it wrong. I just pointed up and I was like, oh, that's Nessa. I feel like I was just so, it was, um, I feel like you it asked was like a declaration. Me. Was it really an ask? Yeah, you were like, but you said it kind of in like a declaration tone. You were like, is that Jaden and Nessa? I don't think I said Jaden. I, I don't want to nitpick, but I was like, I, I definitely said something about like how that's Nessa. And you were like, really? And you looked up and you were just I like, you were like, what? You're like, that's Jaden and Nessa? Like, you said it like that, I think. Maybe, okay. Like, and I, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I remember answering you. Like, I was like, yeah. And and I was just like, it was just kind of like surreal because like, I've, I mean, I've not, I've not met many like celebrities in my life. Like, I've met Tovlo once because my mom won like this like radio show thing where she mm-hmm. got to like, we got to go and have like a private show and I got to like meet her and talk to her. Um, but aside from that, like, I don't think I really met any like celebrities. So look, I know like Nessa and Jaden are like TikTokers, right? But like they have millions of followers. Like a lot of people in my comments were arguing and they were like, they're not real celebrities. 
It was a blessing in disguise. They're, they're that celebrities. They have like combined like over like maybe like over 30 million followers. Your video about them got 1.5 million views. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, they're not it's celebrities. Like- <laughs> well, all these people care about them. All the Nessa and Jane stands came out. They were just like, oh my God, you saw her. What was she wearing? People were, were they mad happy? that I didn't get a clip of them. And oh, look, yeah, because you want me to be a creep and, and film them when if, I could have brushed against Jaden's elbow. You if know? they were far away from us, I think it would have been different. It's a different situation. But we were so close to them and they were, I think I made eye contact with Nessa. Like, I'm pretty sure we oh made- Oh my God, from short girl to short girl. You made eye contact. I don't know. She didn't look very happy, but I didn't- I know they didn't look so happy. Yeah. to them because they looked kind of like pissed and Nessa wasn't really giving me the best look. So I didn't feel like, I didn't want to go up to her well, and be also, like- Also, it was pretty hot out and they're dressed like, in like, what do you call it? Like plaid. They were like dressed in jeans. Like they were dressed like as if it was cold outside. They, Nessa, she has like hundreds of chains around her neck. They were just- they just didn't, they didn't seem like they were happy. Yeah, they were holding hands, but they, yeah, when I made eye contact with her, we didn't, ex- she didn't exchange the best look to, look to me. So I did not feel like I wanted to go yeah. up to her and be like, picture please. Because or- that's the thing. Do you think she heard me say? No, like, I don't think she You did. don't think she heard me say it? Okay. No. But, and then right as we were passing them, um, we see like these little girls run up, like run towards them to get a picture. Oh, yeah, some, some girl is like to her mom and her mom's like, oh yeah, go get a photo. And, I, I and I'm just, like, that's not right. Come on. Yeah, I just didn't want to, I don't know, go up to them. And I didn't know if they were not really in the mood to, like, talk to people. Like, they're on vacation, whatever. Um, so that's, and also I got the idea for the TikTok, like, right as we passed them. So I didn't want to, like, run, chase them, you know, whatever. Um, um, excuse me, can I have some proper credit? I told you to make the TikTok. I was like, Alyssa, let's make a TikTok. Let's do it. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, let's do it. It was my idea, 1.5 million. Never forget. Yeah, got the video, her. Got her over the 10k threshold. Yeah, the video ended up getting me over that 10k Thank threshold. Thank you, Christian. Yes. And Jaden's mom even commented on it, and he, which she, is like, it, you can't get better than that, right? Uh, the next step is just having Jaden himself comment. She was like, "Oh, you should have said hi." <laughs> and you were just like, "No, your son didn't look too happy." <laughs> yeah. Um. And I mean, I, if if she commented, I kind of have a feeling she showed him, but he didn't comment. So okay. Uh. Anything else on the Jane and Nessa thing? It was a really just cute moment because, you know, most of us aren't famous and we're not celebrities, but- Most of us don't have like I can 19 still, million followers. Yeah, but I could still, I think Nessa had like 15 million on TikTok, but I can still imagine the feeling of like, you know, when you're just like famous and all your other friends are famous and you're just hanging around all the time, you guys are just like regular homies. Like, it's just like pretty standard thing. And also like people who are successful who surround themselves with other successful people it, they kind of just like breed success and it's kind of like a, like a loop. They all like help each other out indirectly, maybe not even on purpose, but just their proximity to one another, you know, you know, makes a, a ground for like collaboration and just like the fact that they all know each other. And that's why they have these like, like TikTok houses and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And so to be that close to somebody who's, let's keep it real, pretty influential in her age demographic, as well as with the communities in which she resides, it was very interesting because it's like, oh, yeah, that person, she's been on the BFF's pod. She used to date Josh Richards. She's seen, she's met Dave Portnoy. She's met she's met all these famous people. She's had this amazing life, and you made eye contact with her, and there's a very good chance that you could be friends with her because it humanizes them. That's what I think I'm trying to and, get at. Yeah, and she's, like, close in age with us, so. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's just, you know, the nice, the positive vibes. Like, you know, one day I want to do well on TikTok. I want to move out to LA and you meet somebody like that. 
And you don't know, one day in the future, you guys might hit it off. I told you, it could be like a decade down the line. Be like, Nessa, I don't think you're going to remember this. But we locked eyes. at, at And don't, don't say it like that. That might be a little weird. We locked eyes. But I saw you. We saw you walking by the pool at, at Mandalay Bay. Bay. Never forget. So I think that was a cute little story. And it was just, I know it gave you a lot of hope. Because you were just like, right? It did. Because, I mean, it made me feel like closer your goal yeah it did it made me feel like i was on the right track and i don't know and then the video going viral kind of confirmed that too because even when it wasn't going viral even in the beginning i still had that feeling like you know my goal isn't as far away as i think because you know i just was this close to somebody who is where i want to be kind of like how it's it's like right there you can like grab it you know yeah so it definitely gave me that moment of like shit like this is real Mm -hmm. um and then having the video blow up and it's still getting views now it was like insane yeah no you did quite well for yourself and that was a really awesome experience and i would say that alone was worth the trek to las vegas i'm not sure if we would have met somebody in hawaii per se yeah and i just felt like and it was also weird i thought it was like a weird uh coincidence that we happened to like pass a famous person in las vegas and not when we were in la (laughs) like because LA's too big. That's the thing. And we weren't in any spots. Well, in LA, we walked by a YouTuber or two, some people from BuzzFeed I had pointed out to you. Yeah. But nobody with that high level of status. Yeah. You know? So I just felt like almost like it was like a sign. It was divine intervention. Yes. Like, in a sense, it was them. that you went to Vegas on that day that we were walking by the pool at that and time. And it was a spontaneous trip. And they just so happened to be staying the same night and at the same made, hotel in the same city. And that you made, you even made a TikTok because she had the same bathroom. I don't want to go there. But <laughs> yeah. And that video blew up too. Cause I was like, OMG, Nessa's staying at my hotel. And Nessa's got some, a lot of fans out there. I was very surprised. She has a very big following. A lot of her fans were just like, oh my God, they ate it up, basically. Yeah. So I was really surprised, but I was like, you know, I, we saw they were a celebrity couple walking down. I was like, we could be a celebrity couple one day. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Okay. But so we walked the rest of this trip. I'm not going to go into all the details. There's m- literally thousands of photos, 256 gigabytes of 4K footage. I kid you not. Two SD cards. Mm-hmm. So we walked through it all. Excalibur, Luxor. The Win, Lake of Dreams. And a lot of these hotels like have such unique themes. Like I was so surprised. And I think in Las Vegas, you will see themed hotels like you haven't seen them before. And all of the hotels there, like at least most of them, are like at a pretty cheap price for what you're getting. Because they're all in competition with each other, you know? Yeah. So you can, if you go on a weekday, like I saw online, like you can stay at like a really nice like themed hotel for like less than $100. We walked the whole strip. We went through every hotel all the way down to Fremont. And these hotels have like restaurants and malls in them. Like it's insane. Like like I said, nothing like you've seen before. I was freaking out a little bit when we first got there. I was a little upset because I'm somebody who like always likes to plan it out. Uh, not to like such an insane degree, but I want to feel like I know what we're walking into and like what that yeah. that I can like know that I'm not going to miss anything. And so the first day there it was really overwhelming for me. I'm looking at the whole strip, I'm just like there's way too much to do. Yeah. But I, if you put aside for one second sorry, all the restaurants. And especially because of COVID, there wasn't so many shows. Really, we really knocked it out cuz you just have to walk through all the hotels and see what is like the gimmick for each hotel. And we ended up walking the whole strip multiple times. Yeah. And I must say, like, if I was going to do Vegas again, I mean, obviously I would plan it more because we it was spontaneous. But I think like I would like book the 
the um the shows beforehand before going so that like I knew what we were doing and we could plan out like where we wanted to eat like based exactly. on where we were going to see a show so I think that's like good advice if you want to go to Vegas like book the tr- the book the shows and f- maybe figure out where you want to eat or what you want to check out that's like around that show we wanted to make sure we did everything so that when we go back and we did do everything so when we go back it's more of a oh no we're just gonna relax it's gonna be we have the whole day to be at the casino or, or just walk around at the beach at the pool and then the evening dinner and a show and then you're happy you know yeah and since like we spent like quite a few days in Vegas like I left feeling like I really like knew the strip really well I don't know if you got those vibes yes. too like it's not like New York City because New York City is like pretty huge and it's like you know you you don't know New York so City that streets, well yeah. you get really confused but in Vegas since it's just one strip it's like one huge street Las that Vegas you Boulevard down, it's one road you really get to know it and since all the hotels they're not like Marriott's and this and that they're like each like they have their own names and their own thing and their own like you know look you get to know it really well and um, is there a way we can accurately describe the scale of these hotels because it's it's bigger than anything like ever oh like, yeah like i can't explain it it's just they're ginormous they're like blocks long like they're yeah it's insane and that's why when we were watching i mean the other night, I mean, we've been watching some movies that have to do with Vegas because we were there. And it's like, as they're going through Vegas, like we recognize things so easily. And it's like really cool because it's like there where we were and the strip isn't as big as it may see. It's huge, but it's like you get to know it. It wasn't. And we ended up doing the whole thing. And the one of the few shows we did get to see was Fantasy at the Luxor. Not so much to say about the show, but about how we got there. There was no Ubers. One night we're at the Venetian. I'm not sure if we had gelato a little bit earlier in that night. We were walking St. Mark's Square, right? No Ubers to get back. So I'm like, Alyssa, that's it. We got to run. So we, we tried and tried for that Uber. We tried for so long. You Lyft know, wasn't working. Another thing about Vegas, I think 10 p.m. is like peak. Peak for Ubers. Like if it's 10 p.m., you're probably not going to find an Uber. You can try. But you need to like be prepared for the instance where you're not able to get an Uber. And maybe we, I mean, you can't even get a taxi because then the line for the taxis is ridiculous. I'll never forget. We went to the lower level where there's the rideshare pickup at the Venetian. And I'm like, I tell the gentleman, like you would like at a hotel in Manhattan. I'm like, oh, can you wave me down like a taxi? And he's like, there's the line. And it's so long. So I'm like, Alyssa, that's it. We're walking. We're running. And so keep in mind, I have the breakfast. I have like two waters, honey buns a Frappuccino, something. Like I have all this in a Walgreens CVS bag and we're running to the Luxor from the Venetian. And that's the thing. It's not like Manhattan or like other cities. You don't walk across the street. Like sometimes you do, but to cross the street, sometimes you have to go up and over like, oh, what do they call it? Like a people bridge? I don't know. Yeah, a a people bridge, I guess. And it was just crazy. I mean, we saw, if we missed anything, we caught up that night running past the fountain. Everyone's like, I'm in the street at one. We were in the street. Like, you're not supposed to walk in the street. But I was like, Vegas is a free for all. There's drunks on the road. I'm just like, I'm just going to run on the street. And past nobody cop said cars, anything does. Nobody stopped. It. And if I didn't run on the street, we would have gotten there even later to the show because there were like some really long detours. Oh, yeah. And we ended up, we ran two miles. It was, you did that, you looked at it. It yeah. was two miles from the Venetian all the way down to the Luxor, which was insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think about any of the stories. We did the New York, New York roller coaster. That was the biggest coaster I had ever been on. 
I was pretty shocked. It was really nice. It was amazing. It wasn't the biggest that I've been on, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah, it, no, you're the roller coaster aficionado, right? So, yeah, I need to get him to go on roller coasters. So this summer, definitely going to try to hit Six Flags and Got whatnot. A little. I know. And then our last night, we finally decided to eventually... Oh, we found a sleeper hotel. Not to go too far off the tangent, but because you mentioned Marriott before. The Waldorf Astoria, hands down... It's just the superior hotel in Vegas. All of them have gimmicks, not the Waldorf Astoria. Classy, like sleek. Everything's black. Everything's marble. Yeah, we didn't stay there, but we looked in it. There was no casino. It's smoke free. You go in there because we're trying to get a photo with the strip in the background. And we got some bomb photos of us with like Planet Hollywood in the background. Everyone there was so nice. Like You take the elevator up to the tea lounge and it is just opulence, but like understanding. It wasn't like... It was very nice and fancy, but not to the degree where like people were snobby. Like we went up to the bar and it was closed and we were like, I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm dying of thirst. Can I please have water? Yeah, for sure. On the house. I was like, damn, they they know what's up. They were all so nice there. Um, Definitely. I I really like how they didn't have casinos there because like in our hotel and stuff, they have like casinos, which I mean, obviously we gambled a bit. We wanted to gamble. On our last night we played poker, but Camden at the bar at the Waldorf Astoria and the tea lounge. You came through. I appreciate it. Yeah, the whole thing is like, I would rather, I mean, knowing what I know now about Vegas and having been there, I would much rather stay in a hotel where there's yep. like, it's smoke free and there's no gambling. So, I, and I don't mind going to the themed hotels and gambling there. Absolutely. Because I mean, when I'm, I'm just waking up or I'm so tired, I want to get to my room. It's not really the best thing to have to go through the casinos and smell the smoke. Not only that, and, you get lost. And yeah, it's just, they're it's, so big. It takes you out of your element. You think you're going into a hotel, you get to lobby no on the first floor right when you walk in is the casino and all the slot machines really threw me for a loop i'll be honest yeah so i wouldn't mind walking to the other hotels to gamble but that's just and i think you know maybe you guys listening could take this as like some advice if you guys are planning a trip there you're so close and the mandalay bay where we were saying the poker room wasn't even open on our last night so we had to walk through a couple hotels to eventually get to the MGM Grand, I think it is, the one that used to be Wizard of Oz themed. And so we sat in the poker room. I played some poker. Alyssa got to try some drinks, sex on the beach. I was sitting there for like four hours while he was playing. I was kind of watching. I don't really understand poker, but I was like, I would understand when like, you know, when he would bed in a lot, when he would go all in, I would like know that he has like good cards or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, I, since all the drinks are, that's a great thing about casinos, all the drinks are on the house as long as you're either playing or you're like watching someone play, they'll like give you drinks. So I like tried like a Cosmo and like, I didn't really like the Cosmo, but then I tried the sex on the beach. I really loved that one. Ordered two of those. And yeah, you just have to tip the waitresses. You just give them a dollar and get whatever drink you it want. Was, it was really something insane because there's really not many other places, I guess, like in New England, the New England area. What I really mean to say is like, Long Island, I guess you have Jake's 58 for slots. I guess you said that, you know, you can maybe go into the city to play. Otherwise, you go to Atlantic City. I know you can go to some Indian reservations. I know in Providence, you can gamble. In, like, Connecticut, there's some casinos. But it's pretty rare. It's not like there's no hub for it like Vegas. If you want to gamble, I think it's better to, like, at least if you haven't done it before, go to Vegas to do it. See, that's the the thing. I don't— I really love poker and I really don't like how the majority of gambling is the slots. It was kind of a turnoff, but that last night as I was sitting at the table playing poker, I really enjoyed it. And so what I gauged from some of the other guys as they were talking was that they don't necessarily stay at the best hotels. They'll stay at like the Excalibur or another hotel that isn't like a five star, maybe a four or three. Yeah, but still great it. hotels. Still great. They're all great, but still book it for a week, but they'll spend their money 
you know, gambling. Yeah. And one thing that I didn't like about the hotel, though, the hotel room, hotel? I remember, is that, yeah, is that the coffee is like not included that you make with the coffee machine. They don't have like, for some reason, MGM, I guess they probably do this at all their hotels. It's just like, uh, what's the movie we watched? The Hangover. It's like you take the, the peanuts off the thing. You got 30 seconds. Otherwise, they know if you pick it up and you move it around, there's a fee. Yeah, so I didn't like how if you want coffee, like just to make coffee in your room, they don't give you like coffee packets, whatever. Like when we had the Keurig in the Delano suite, like and and when we were in the Mandalay uh, Bay uh, room, they have like these coffee kits where it has like two uh, things of coffee and you pay like $15 or something like that. It's like cheaper to go to Starbucks at that point. But wasn't it a thing like if you moved it, you had to pay for it? So you put it back? Well, if you like switch, if you like rearrange things... Because the fridge is packed, so you can't, like, put things in the fridge, which is insane. And if you yeah. want to, it's a $50 fee. Like, if you move things around. Insane. Um, and then, yeah, if so that, yeah, if you move things around, it's a fee. Um, or if, uh, obviously, if you drink something, then you buy it. But God forbid you're yeah. thirsty. Not happening. But the Delano suites were amazing. The bathtub was huge. I finally got to take a bath. Took some nice photos in the bathroom photo shoot. The Manly Bay Hotel was just as good. Very nice. Had a funky smell, though. Yeah, I don't Kinda know. Kind of smelled like vomit, but... It's like somebody got sick in the room. Didn't bother me, though, because I guess I'm a guy. And eventually the smell went away. I don't know. Never really fully went away, but for we you, we For me, I was it. perfectly fine, but... We got used to it, you know? Yeah. You know, if you didn't stay in the new room, you wouldn't have known that uh, Nessa... The Mandalay Bay, not the Delano. The Delano is all sweets. So her print on her wallpaper, she was in the same building as you. Is that crazy to think about? That's crazy. Yeah. And it's at the end of the strip. So I imagine you could probably just go to the airport, right? Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know if she's at the level, private jet level. Like, I feel like maybe she's just first well, class. She, yeah. She may not own the jet, but if you have friends, you just hop on their jets. You know what I mean? Friends help yeah. each other out. Especially if you're rich and you have your own private jet. You're like, oh yeah, buddy, come on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there any other stories or anything you want to mention that we did in Vegas? I don't know. I feel like we covered most of it. I think we did everything. You know, we got a pizza review out of the trip. We got footage of the whole thing. It was really enjoyable. We went to Blacktop the last night. We got one shake, which was the moon. Blacktop. Blacktop. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, That was amazing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What are your key takeaways from the trip? Especially um, like LA, Vegas. Obviously, LA, you would go back. Vegas, I'm... I'm wa- um, wagering that you would go back because you told me. Yes, I feel like LA was more like a place I want to live. Like it wasn't so touristy. I mean, obviously like Hollywood was, whatever. But LA is more like, you know, nice places and things that I want to like live near. And while Vegas is more like every- the whole entire city, the whole strip is like catered for tourists so it's definitely a spot i'd want to like visit a lot you know what i mean i got that like people in la treat vegas the way new yorkers treat florida like they'll go there it's really short plane ride about the same length as it is to go down to florida and it's like you can spend a weekend there or a couple days and have a lot of fun and then go back la's just low-key where you live you know where you do your thing and then las vegas is where you go to like have fun and i totally see us doing that in the future yeah me too because i mean I, I enjoyed both of our destinations and I'm, I mean, I'm glad we ended up going to Vegas because I knew you were like kind of weary because you didn't really know what to expect and we ended up really loving it. I don't know how we got to do everything. We went through every hotel, 
every casino. The only two we didn't do because we didn't want to go all the way to the end end of the strip was the Strat and the Circus Circus. Otherwise, we did take a car, or the, we took the bus, the Deuce, to go all the way down to Fremont and eventually took a car service on ba- the way back. But yeah, we did everything. We, we ate at... Honestly, some of the best restaurants, you know, Giada and a couple others are really nice. I think in the future, I want to try the Heart Attack Grill, though. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're cash only, and I didn't bring cash to Vegas. Usually, you go to the ATM, and I didn't want to go to the ATM, so there was no casino. I, you know what? Now that I think about it, if I really wanted to go, I could have went to the Golden Nugget and uh, like went to the ATM machine and taken out yeah, money. But, but it was our first night, so I didn't know really what to do in Vegas. It was kind of yeah. like I was out of my element, you know, mm-hmm. fish out of water. But yeah, I think that's how you conquer L.A. and Los Angeles. I can't speak. That's how you <laughs> conquer L.A. and Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I wish Las Vegas had like an acronym, acronym like the way you call Los Angeles L.A. Like nobody calls Las, Las Vegas LV. LV. I mean, you could. LV and L.A. We I don't both. know. So that's how you conquer L.A. and LV in 10 days. That's that's a wrap, folks. I'm sorry. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For my... I don't, no key takeaways for me. Obviously, I want to move out to LA. Um, are all the parts of LA great? No, but like, you know, you make it work, you know? Yeah. In New York, not every part is amazing. Everybody has their towns that, you know, some are better than others. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Um, and Las Vegas was really nice. It was really nice. I'll call it what it is. I really enjoyed and I pictured myself you know staying at the Waldorf Astoria and in the evenings going out to just get dinner and then gamble and playing poker and you know don't have to be so crazy especially now that we did everything already so it's like I it's not FOMO although it sounds like FOMO but it's just like in my mind it's like check like I did that yeah so it's like I don't have to go back you know what I mean like I've been to the uh Statue of Liberty I've seen it like I don't need to go back you know So, yeah, that's it for me. I don't know about you, Alyssa. Yeah, I feel like we covered, like, a good majority of the every really, really memorable experience that we had there. So, yeah, our podcast here, this episode is almost eclipsing two hours, hour 48 minutes. This is a long one here. Um, I don't know. It's going to be one hell of a show to edit on the chopping room floor, but... Thank you all so much for joining us. And if you stick through this long of the episode, you're a real one. You already know what's up. Drop a like, drop a comment. We love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and so that was our LA Vegas trip. That's why we've been gone for a little bit. Hopefully we'll get back into it now. Weekly episodes, what day? I don't know. I have to talk to Alyssa. I have to look at the analytics. I was thinking Monday, because then that gives you the rest of the week to get listens. But then apparently Wednesday is the number one day for podcasts. But at the same time, Friday is when they drop BFF's pod with Dave Portnoy and Josh Richards. And I'm like, or, or you can be like a black sheep and go on Thursday. I mean, it's a tough situation. It's really a matter of, you know, what what days you guys listen. And if there's enough of you out there, definitely drop a comment down below what day you would like to listen to the podcast. If there's a certain day for you that's better than others, I don't know. Perhaps that's a thing. Um, yeah, and then other types of content trying to do pizza reviews, trying to get more guests on the podcast. I'm not trying, for sure, having more guests on the podcast. We made a lot of friends on this trip, some we didn't even mention. Uh, And so you'll be seeing or hearing from them very soon. Uh, And then also trying to do things where we just explore the island and making more videos like that. So it's really enjoyable and uh, lethargic. Is that the word? Or cathargic. I think it's lethargic to like, uh, you know, sit down here and just talk through our trip. It was really enjoyable to just... I don't... Think Isn't about lethargic it. like when a dog is sick or something? 
I don't. I don't know. So I'm, I'm gonna do a quick. I think it's cathargic then. <laughs> I, I think lethargic is when like a dog like is it move. Maybe it's not a dog, but just give like me a second here. I, I we use it to describe a dog that's like that can't move or something. Cathargic. I was right. Oh, cathartic. Not even with the G. It was very cathartic. Yes. <laughs> to um, I'm sorry. I was mixing up words there. It's all good. It was very cathartic to simply talk here. It was, pl- it was pleasurable for the mind. Yes, I agree. To um, to un to unwind. unwind. Full stop, and go through Jinx. everything we did. Uh, Sorry, and uh, if we miss anything, we'll definitely pick up on it in the next episode. But you will for be sure. hearing from us next week. I promise, we're not gone. And yes. yes, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode of BFVGF. Christian out, Alyssa out. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You have half. Yeah, you get that piece. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Pop tart. My bad. Mm mm mm. Mm hmm.